Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. with no football because the Woking game was off last weekend but still much to discuss uh, we've got big games coming up Saturday and Tuesday um, it'll be interesting to see who we have back from injury Richard won't it yes it will yeah uh, Gary is keeping his lips very well sealed about injuries apart from the ones that are uh, uh, longer term the short term injuries are a mystery aren't they at the moment and uh, he's explained why that is and uh, we're quite happy about that he doesn't want people to know uh, when they're making plans to play us who they'll be playing against good thinking too we'll come to that in a little while uh, This we've given the gaffer the week off this week haven't we he hasn't got to do podcast duty this week because um, we have another interviewee lined up. Yeah, I did give him a couple of rings on Tuesday morning. Uh, no, Monday morning, Monday morning, I think. I can't remember. And uh, he didn't answer the phone, which I was very disappointed with. But uh, obviously he was doing something a bit more important than talking to me. And then I thought, oh, it'd be quite nice to speak to Acer. So I so I got Gary's permission to, to ring Acer and we had a good chat. And uh, I've used that stuff in the paper this week and on Devon Live and... Uh, and, and, and uh, yeah, uh, you can hear it for yourselves. You can hear the full version in a moment. Asa Hall, of course, our skipper, uh, talking about the team, talking about the season, and also talking, interestingly, about uh, his own thoughts ahead after his playing career, how he might uh, might end up in management. Let's have a listen to what Asa has to say, and then we'll come back to you afterwards. Um, first of all, disappointing, wasn't it, on Saturday not to have a game? Yeah, it was disappointing. Obviously, you know, we, we prepped the whole week, um, you know, and after the draw on the Tuesday night, everyone wanted to put it right with, you know, um, with a win at the weekend, which yeah. is always the aim. So, yeah, it was, it was disappointing, but, you know, we'll, we'll take the positives and take the rest and uh, we go refreshed into the weekend, mate. Absolutely. Uh, how's, how's the mood in the camp? Um, obviously, you were completely flying before Christmas and it's... It's not been quite as good since then, but obviously still still top and everything. So how is the mood? Yeah, the mood's good, very positive. Um, you know, the lads are, are full belief in, in everything that we're doing and, you know, a few results, you know, we're not going to win every game and yeah. I think we have to be realistic about that. But, you know, I think we're still creating a lot of chances of playing good football and, you know, maybe having, um, you know, sections of the game where we can improve, but... You know, overall, I think everyone's positive and, and, and looking forward to the games that are coming up. And how are you feeling in, in yourself? Um, you missed a couple of games. I, I guess that's through, you know, not being able to play every game, is it? Um, I just had a little bit of a niggle, that's all. Um, so, you know, I had to be careful not to aggravate it where to the point where I missed, you know, four yeah. or five games. So maybe I'd step out of a couple, um, you know, just to, to rest up and, and be ready, you know, for you know an important part of the season coming up. Is it frustrating the the amount of injuries that the squad's got at the moment? Do you sort of sit back and training and look at the people who aren't aren't there and wonder, you know, why that's happening? 
Um, yeah, I mean, that's frustrating, but it, it is part of football. I think we're, we're unlucky to have so many, you know, at the same time. And, um, you know, definitely, you know, it, it, you think about these things, but there's nothing we can do about that yeah. on a Saturday afternoon. You know, the, the team that's selected has to go and perform uh, to the levels that, you know, we've shown we can the whole season. Um, Gary mentioned uh, he did a thing with answering fans' questions the other day, and he mentioned the fact that you were almost a coach at times for, for, in in your role these days. Is the responsibility yeah. thing that something that you you were looking to continue in the future, sort of management? Is that a kind of a, a pathway that you might think about? Absolutely, yeah. I think you know football is all I've ever known and, and loved, and you know I'm doing my UHB license at the moment, so. A natural progression for yeah. me would be, to, you know, coach and eventually manage. That'd be great. But you know, I still feel like I've got a lot of years playing. Okay. Uh, but you know, it's nice having that responsibility uh, at times. You know, given from the gaffer, and you know, they include me in a lot of things that are going on. So it's all a learning process, and you know, all part of the armour, I suppose. When you look around the squad, AC, there's some decent young players in that team, isn't there? I mean, there's some players who are having great seasons. I'm thinking of. Connor, um, Aaron Nemain's come, come, sort of really improved or, or shown what he can do this season, not necessarily improved, but uh, obviously he's yeah. playing the gaffer's way now, I think is probably the best way to put it, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, and I think, you know, everyone, you know, all the young players sort of benefited from last season, even though it was, you know, a disrupted yeah. season, you know, and players have worked hard, and we knew, you know, that they've all got this talent and uh, the attributes to be really good footballers and you know they've took it on themselves to work hard I think during their season and everyone's come back flying and yeah it's been you know a major part of our of our game having you know young players who are on real good form yeah and the defence as well as the defence has been really strong hasn't it it's been excellent yeah and I think you know to, to win a league you have to have a solid foundation to build from and you know clean sheets and um you know, solid at the back lets you go and win games up front by, uh, you know, being creative and, and making chances. Is it is it helping the squad to have this, this, this week off now? I mean, it's it's even longer break than you you should have had. So is, is that helping sort of going into next weekend's game? Um, you know, is it helping to have this break? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, the boys like playing game after game. Yeah. But, um, but do their bodies... Yeah, that's it. So it's, it's nice though where you can, you know, take a few days to, to work on things that we've probably not had a chance to work on and, you know, fine-tune a few details and everything is, you know, there's, there'll be no excuses then Saturday that we haven't, you know, prepared properly. Yeah, is, is TV game Saturday as well? Yeah, I mean, that's always nice. Yeah. Everyone looks forward to playing on the telly and, you know, we have to embrace that. Uh, that's it yeah brilliant thank you very much mate any message for the fans at all um, oh, stick with us and you know <laughs> we can't wait to have you all back in no, yeah exactly amazing, uh, how much has that made a difference uh, you have missed the fans haven't you oh massively yeah I mean it's so surreal you know playing yeah, around, it is. It's, it's horrible but um, you know I think everyone just can't wait till that day when everyone's back I know we've had little bits of it over Christmas yeah. but you know, we can't wait to get playing more rushing again. Interesting to hear that from Asa as well. I mean, it, he's uh, 
He always chats well about the game, about how he's playing, about how the team is doing at the moment. But it's the first time I've heard him talk about, you know, what comes after a playing career. As he says, it's football is all he's uh, all he's known and mm. uh, more to management. And as Gary says, he's, he's the kind of guy who'll make a pretty good job of it, I would have thought. Yeah, uh, kudos to whoever asked a question in the fans uh, question and answer session that um, Dominic Mead did with Gary on the official website. It was a good question. Um, he asked Gary, not necessarily about Asa, but about who in the squad would be potential manager management material. And Gary was quick to, to um, highlight Asa's skills, man management skills already. Um, the fact that he uh, Gary has been giving Asa a, a bit of responsibility coaching-wise and, and including him when the, him and Aaron Downs and the other staff talk about things that necessarily wouldn't normally be in the arena of a player uh, so so yeah so he obviously feels that that that, that Asa uh is is someone who could go on to become a coach and then a manager um although he does say he needs to get a haircut first <laughs> talking of which what uh, the ladies and gentlemen out there in podcast land can't see is that you've had a magnificent lockdown haircut richard Grade two or three, I'm not sure because I did it with my uh, my bit my yeah. beard trimmer. <laughs> so okay, uh, well, um, I mean, how would you describe yourself? What's the look that you've got uh, got there? Well, for anyone well, anyone who follows pop culture, it's uh, Evis esque, and that's not Evis-esque. Emily. Uh, that's not Emily Evis either. That's uh, that's uh, a father. Glastonbury Festival style, but yeah, getting back to Asa Hall for a minute. Then I wonder how much that extra responsibility and that extra involvement is influencing his season because he's in the form of his life at the moment isn't he he's a leader on the pitch he's playing really really well um some players in the past and i think luke young was one of them when they had the captaincy on them courtney richards another one who we'll mention in a minute when we come to solihull moors but you could see when they got the captaincy it affected their game and it kind of added to the problems it, it they, they wore it very heavily in some cases but Asa doesn't seem to, does he? Asa seems to take the captaincy, and I wonder if it's um, if it's given him the season that he's having because he is having a terrific year. Some players can do captaincy, can't they? And some some can't. Um, I can think of lots of players in the past that that, that have been given the role and uh, not necessarily um, had their best uh, form uh, while they've worn worn the captain's armband. Um, other players have excelled. You think of Alex Russell. Uh, I, I still love that um, that line from Martin Gritton after Alex Russell scored a hat-trick at, uh, I think it was Darlington, and uh, I was interviewing uh, Martin Gritton after the game. This is going way back, obviously. And he said that uh, Alex would sleep in his ca- captain's armband after scoring the hat-trick, uh, which, is, which is a lovely line. Um, yeah. Responsibility suits some people, doesn't it? And it doesn't suit suit others. But Acer obviously uh, is enjoying the role, um, and and I, we miss Acer when he's not in the team. I mean, certainly earlier on the season when we had that tiny wobble, um, and Acer wasn't in the team when he came on from the subs bench. A partic- one particular game, and I can't remember which one it was. He turned the game. Um, yeah. And you know. Um, all credit to him. Now he is 34, um, and uh, it's no age. I know it's no age. And every time I write this about players and their age, 
I, I feel like cringing because you're almost calling them old and I'm 50. You know yeah. what I mean? But, um, you know, the, the, the bodies of footballers take a bashing over a short period of time. Uh, rugby players as well, obviously. Um, but there aren't many sports that, that, that maybe are quite, uh, boxing maybe, but, but are, are quite as intensive day in, day out training and, uh, and really testing the body. Um, and and by, by 34, you're going to be starting to feel the aches and pains. Now, um, Acer obviously has, has missed a few games in the last month or so. And that's literally because he's going to struggle to play two games in, in a week uh, and, then, and then play a third game. Do you know what I mean? It's not necessarily that he has injuries that are going to keep him out for any long time or long spell. It's the fact that if he picks up a, a little injury, you don't want it to be worsened by overplaying a 30-year-old player. So expect him to dip out of the team occasionally when there's long runs of games. Um, but I'm sure he's going to be fresh and ready for Saturday. I'm ready to be proved wrong. He probably won't even be in the squad now. He's probably picked up someone in training. But, uh, but I hope not. It comes to something when you're describing somebody as a journeyman midfielder and they're only just over half your age, isn't it? But, um, oh, it makes you feel old, Guy, doesn't it? <laughs> Does indeed, but yeah, I mean, he, he, you would put him pretty much the first name on your team sheet at the moment. I would have thought, as long as he's fit. So yeah, I don't see any reason why he's not going to be uh, playing again on Saturday. Big game coming up as well, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, <clears throat> with the game on Saturday, last Saturday, called off on the Friday. By the way, frozen pitch on the Friday. Now, I, I you know, I'm not going to criticise this decision because. Uh, uh, I'm presuming Torquay didn't travel as well, which is a good thing uh, because uh, there were a lot of hassle and a lot of expense for nothing. But a frozen pitch on the Friday calls a game off on Saturday. It's a new, new one on me, but, you know, hey, hey. I think, I mean, if there was ever a week to, uh, to have a game called off, though, I mean, Torquay would have been reasonably grateful to lose that one. Yeah. For reasons that we'll do in a moment. <clears throat> because there are a lot of players... On the treatment table, there are a lot of players short-term injured. The extra week might have given us a bit of grace to get some of them back into the side. So I imagine there was, a, if not a feeling of relief, a feeling that it, it certainly could have been worse when the game was called off last week. And it came before a week where we didn't have a game scheduled anyway, which is which is kind of unusual for this particular moment in time in the National League because of the, uh, the scramble to get games over the line um, or get the season over the line. Um, and so, you know, it will be 10 days by the time that they play on Saturday from, from their last game. And that, that's a long time for players who had niggly injuries. And we're expecting yeah. that most of the injuries that kept uh, the squad to almost a minimum uh, in the last game against Wildstone were niggly injuries. Um, and, and, and we'll see what, uh, what Gary can put together for a, for a squad on Saturday. Uh, we, we know, obviously, about the, the, the long-term injuries, and Gary is happy to talk about those. He's happy to talk about um, Andrew Nelson, long-term knee injury, had, had to, uh, basically found uh, a little bit of bone floating about there in, in the knee injury after they'd thought they'd sorted it. So he's uh, whether we ever see Andrew Nelson play for Torquay is questionable, but let's hope that he can make a few appearances for the end of the season. So, there, was a bit of a, there was a bit of a false alarm on social media the other day with Andrew Nelson because he put up a, a, a post which said, 
look who's back with a picture of himself there and talk United fans immediately thought thank heavens for that he's back in you know he's going to be back he's going to be back sooner than we thought but what he meant was that he's back on Instagram uh, okay in these social media days that's a big thing so um, yeah he's back he's back but he's back on Instagram he's not quite back in the side yet although having said that you wouldn't be surprised if he turned up in the side on Saturday. <laughs> no, uh, the dark arts of, uh, of management. Um, let, 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 we'll, we'll look at the, the team sheet on Saturday and find that Andrew Nelson, Danny Wright and, and uh, uh, Liam Davis are all in the team, weren't we? But yeah, no, I mean, yeah. the other two, Liam Davis and, uh, and Danny Wright, both, both uh, got problems as well, that, which, which have needed surgery. So they're all, they're all away, away, away. But the, the rest of them um, are... Being kept, um, what their injuries, the, the state of their injuries and what their injuries are, it's being kept quiet because Gary doesn't want the opponents to know. I completely get that, completely get that. But I mean, we'll have Conor Lemonhaven's back from suspension. Yes. I think it's a reasonable assumption that he'll be back in the starting 11. Well, unless he's picked eight. up an injury, he's in the starting lineup. Yeah. There's no, no doubt there's about that. There's Winter, Kerr, Winter, Warren, Domain, Kovalan, Moxie, Little. All there or thereabouts, I imagine. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Little and Moxie were the surprise two uh, for the Wilsdon uh, Wheelstone game um, that weren't in the in the team. Um, I, I I don't know how bad their injuries are, but I don't think they're they're they're, they're terribly awful, and I wouldn't be surprised if ten days has given them time to get back into into shape. Um, we know that Ben Winter has been on the verge of returning for some time, um, probably a couple of weeks. And I think Gary has, has thought at one minute, yeah, he's ready. And then taking a look at him in training and thought, no, not quite yet, not quite yet. So he, he may have uh, taken uh, a step forward in those 10 days. I think Gary Warren was probably on the verge of a return as well. And he is probably another, another player. So there could be four back. Now you know yeah. I, I'm I'm putting it out there without any kind of hard and fast knowledge of their injuries or whatever. But that you know, um, the That's others the others are a bit yeah. further away, I think. Um, and uh, and and, and um, let's not forget Matt Buse, who's still on loan at Chippenham, so that's why he wasn't involved, even though Chippenham yeah. Town. Uh, don't really know if their season's going to continue. He's still on loan there. So, I mean, let's play devil's advocate for a moment then. We are wobbling, aren't we? Talkie are, are having a wobble. The uh, the start of 2021 hasn't gone particularly well for Talkie so far. Some draws, a couple of defeats, only one win so far in 2021. And the lead is now down to seven points. Yeah. Um, so, which means that, uh, I mean, Sutton and Notts County... You've still got to win their games in hand, but if they do win their games in hand, they'll overhaul us. So we've kind of... All right, let's be complete devil's advocate here. Um, Richard has the bubble burst. No. Um, I don't think. You look at January's results, uh, a 2-1 defeat at Yeovil. Well, that was was a poor poor game. That was a poor result. And uh, let's put that to one side. FA Trophy, 4-0 win at Boreham Woods. Yeah. Um, 0-0 versus Notts County could be a massive point in the end of the season 0-0 yeah, versus Sutton United 
could yeah. be a massive point at the end of the season. 2-0 versus Barnet. You know, that's a win, that's three points. And yeah. then the disappointing nil, uh, a 2-1 uh, defeat um, at home against Altrincham. Mm, yeah, okay. Southport 2-0 away in the FA Trophy and, and one one uh, against Wilson with possibly the weakest team that Gary Johnson has ever had to put out. Now, he will he will say quite rightly that any team he puts out he expects to win because he's brought the players yeah. in and he and, and he trusts them to, to, to do the job he's asked them to do. However, saying that, it, was, it, you know, it, 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 it wasn't the, the strongest team that he, he could put out by any means. I mean, you look, you look at the bench, they were all teenagers apart from the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they, they, they got themselves back in at the end with a, with a late goal. Now, you know, you can argue that they, they, on another day, and I think we talked about this last week, on another day, had the ball that hit the post crept inside the post, had another one, another chance gone in, it could have been 3-1. So yeah. um, I don't think the bubble's burst. Um, what everyone is worried about, and I don't, you know, I don't blame them, is the fact that we were so far ahead, 12 points at one point, um, yeah. with games in hand, with, with the, 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 the teams with games in hand couldn't even catch us if, if they won all their games. Um, now that's not the case. It's swapped slightly, um, seven points in it. Um, let me just have a look at the table. I've got this up on my screen live. There we go. So we got 22 points. Sorry, we got 44 points from 22 games. Sutton in second, 37 from from 19 games. And Notts County in third, 19 games, 36 points. So Sutton are seven points behind us, three games in hand. Well, you know, the maths say that if we win all, all of our games, remaining games, and they win all their, their remaining games, you know, and that's all of them. Then, uh, yeah. then, then they'll be ahead of us, and uh, so will Notts County. But I think Gary said something quite wise uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe even a month ago, that um, this all only happens if we we're saying that Sutton and Notts County aren't going to have blips of their own. Uh, that they're going to win every game they play. They're going to win all three, all three in in, in air quotes uh, games in hand. Oh. You know, they can, they they might win all three games in hand, but they might lose another three games in March or April. And anybody would take at this stage of the season, anybody would take a seven point lead. Yeah. Um, I think the people who are suggesting that you know some things are, I can't believe I said the bubbles burst, but you know what I mean. I mean, people who are thinking there's a bit of a wobble going on here. If you you could take a seven point lead at this stage of the season, be perfectly happy with it. I think. Chalky are in a pretty good position and will only get stronger when these injured players start to come back into the team. I'm, I'm not worried. I share your, uh, share your feelings there. I'm not worried. Take Danny Wright out of the equation and yeah. put him back in the team and I think we would have won those two yeah. nil-nils against the two teams that are our biggest rivals. Losing Danny Wright has been a massive blow. Uh, oddly, I didn't think... Signing a 35-year-old, now 36-year-old player in the summer was, was, was a move that would be such a good one. Um, but then Danny Wright has played for Gary before and he knew exactly what he was getting and um, what a player he turned out to be. And 
we don't only miss his goals. We miss his experience up front, his movement, his physical ability, his reading of the game, his, you know, everything. Um, I, I, and and f- f- if anyone is suggesting that we can go out there and sign another Danny Wright because we, cause we've just lost one for, uh, for, for the foreseeable future, then you show me where there is another Danny Wright. Yeah. I think we'll... I think this is where Billy Waters will very much come into his own. Bear in mind, he scored in the last couple of yeah. games. He pops up in those... I think we talked about this last week. He pops up in those unexpected positions that only strikers, the dark arts of uh, being a striker, you know where the ball's going to end up. And he is, as Gary says, he's the fox in the box, isn't he? I, I think there's goals to come from him. I think there are more goals to come from Josh Umara. Yeah. I mean, I was... I was talking to a chap called Tom Scargill up at Halifax, always uh, rings me before we play Halifax to get a bit of a rundown on what's happening at Torquay. Uh, And I found myself very, very positive about Torquay. I'm talking us up. I'm thinking, you know, this team, even with the injuries, has got an awful lot to offer. And I think there's more to come from Josh Umara. And I think there's a lot more to come from Billy Waters. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Billy Waters is a completely different player from from Danny Wright. Obviously, Billy Waters is a is a goal poacher. Um, yeah, uh, he did he did score from just inside the box, or was it just around the box uh, on on Saturday? But uh, sorry, last Tuesday. But most of his game, uh, goals will come from six yards out, won't they? Because that's the kind of yeah. player he is. Um, absolutely. So he's not he's not he's not the solution. But um, he is—he is going to score goals. Yeah. Um, Josh, Josh Umara, if he can step up, he is the physical presence that Danny Wright was. Um, he can be that physical presence. He's still quite young, and he's not the player that Wright is, and he doesn't have the experience. But um, you know, let, let, let's 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 give him some credit. He he's trying his hardest. He's working his socks off, and. Uh, and, and, and if he can just add a bit to his game, um, improve that, I don't know, 10% that, that, that Gary talked of the other day, then I think, uh, I think he, could, he could go some way to helping yeah. out, uh, it, helping fill the gap replaced by, by Wright. Goal each for those two on Saturday would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, would be lovely, yeah. So, I mean, it's Halifax on Saturday. It's a 5.20 kick-off to accommodate the live coverage on BT Sport, yeah. which means we think that um, the, the Talk United streaming is not available as normal, but no. it is on BT Sport for which you can purchase a, a short-term pass. Yeah, uh, anyone worrying that they haven't got the BT Sport, therefore they can't see it. You can you can buy a day pass, I read somewhere the other day, um, which I think is, is only about £10 anyway, so it's it, it, it's just, a, just the same as paying for your, your stream. Um, and you don't you don't have to buy it for the telly. You can buy. I mean, you can buy it for the telly, but that uh, even me, I might I might struggle to do that. Um, you can buy it for your laptop. Um, just go yeah. to BT Sport, and I'm sure there is an option there to buy a day pass for for Saturday, and then you can uh, you can watch the game and probably watch a couple of other games as well. I'm not sure what they've got scheduled for Saturday, but um, yeah, and and they always put on a good show. Um, I'm sure we'll be seeing Mr. Chris Hargreaves. Uh, I was going to say Chris will be back. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be part of it. Um, they they do use Chris as a as a a, a, a summariser, so I'm sure we'll see Chris. And uh, yeah, um, it should be 
a good good evening. It's nice, nice to get the exposure of live TV, yeah. isn't it? It's not, yeah. you know, it, it just raises your status a little bit when you're on the TV. Certainly, if you can put in a good performance. Um, up at Hartlepool, well, yeah. when we won 5 0, that was live on the box, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, uh, the, historically, we haven't had a great uh, run of TV games, have we? We've always floundered a bit when the cameras have been on. Um, Let's hope Hartlepool's, the, the brilliant performance against Hartlepool, kind of put that to bed for, for once, and, once and for all. So what do we know about Halifax? They're 14th in the league at the yep. moment. Their last six games, they've won two, lost two, drawn two in their last six games. So they're kind of classic middle of the table kind of form yep. at the moment. Uh, we've played them a lot, played them 68 times since 1960 we've won 32 they've uh, won 22 so we've uh, we've yeah. got them a little bit yeah are they the same team though uh, no they're not are they no. it's FC Halifax Town I now. mean they are essentially the same team uh, but um, but they did go bust and had to re reform and that's why where the FC came from yeah but no, I mean, I mean, they are a team that we would recognise about as one of those teams that has been in our sphere for time and immorium, haven't they, Halifax? Yeah. And there was probably the most memorable football report I've ever read in the Herald Express was written by um, our former colleague Dave Thomas of an away game up at Halifax in a thunderstorm. Right. He wrote it's about the uh, the lightning flashing and the thunder rumbling over the Shea Stadium um, up at Halifax, the old stadium that used to have the shale um, stock car track around the outside of it. Yeah, it, uh, I, I did uh, go there to the old when it was still like the old uh, old stadium. It was a bit rough and ready, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. But one of the best football reports I've ever read. That was. Um, played for both Alan Little played for Torquay played for both and managed Halifax for a while mm -hmm. not very many players we've got in common with them um, no I was going to say I can't think of, I can't think of any ah, Matt Hockley of course scored a fantastic goal uh, from the edge of the box into the top corner a top bin from Matt Hockley uh, when we beat him 3-1 at Playmore in 2008. Whenever you, uh, whenever you mention Matt, Matt Hockley, your uh, your number one uh, greatest ever uh, player guy, really, I should put that kind of like dreamy kind of sound effect in there over, just before your voice is sort of you're gazing off into the distance, dreaming of Matt. Or some, or some doom-laden piano chords, maybe, or something yeah. like that. But yeah, so that's Halifax on Saturday, and then we move on to what's going to be a really tricky game next Tuesday. Uh, Solihull Moors beat Aldershot. Um, they beat Aldershot three-one in the week, and somebody at Aldershot said they were the best team they'd seen all season. I, do you know what? I, whenever a manager says that, I think, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I don't think it was a manager. I think it was somebody who um, who had been watching the uh, watching the stream. Right. Okay. Well, I, I, I apologise to them but uh, teams have good days and teams have bad days the best yeah. team of the season is the team at the top of the table or the team that just beat you in this case I think but yeah maybe so uh, Jamie Ward got one of the goals yeah, yeah. he's um, he's playing he's playing a lot for them at the moment yeah be interesting to see him 3-0 up there in August 2019 the last time we went up there right don't really don't really want to think about that too much. Let's think about Kiefer Moore getting a hat-trick against them 
um, one winter's day back in 2016. What a hat-trick that was as well, wasn't it? It was indeed. And let's not mention the goalkeeper scoring direct from a drop kick on oh, a very, yeah. very windy day yeah. um, against us. I mean, they're 12th at the moment. They're form. They've won three of the last six, lost two and drawn one. They're kind of in the middle. They're not going in one way or the other. Um, but it's a game we've got to win, isn't it? Because looking at the fixtures that the other teams around us have got, uh, which you called up a minute ago, I mean, on Saturday, Notts County and Sutton are both at home. Notts County at home to Chesterfield, Sutton at home to Wealdstone. And then on Tuesday night, they both go away. Sutton are at Dagenham and Redbridge and Notts County are at Stockport. Yeah. So the games come thick and fast, don't they? And then the following Saturday, all three of us are still in the FA Trophy. Yeah, so so there's going to be no... No one's going to catch us up for at least three games. Mm. I mean, you know, should the worst possible outcome of all these games happen, uh, Sutton are going to be one point behind us going into the trophy. But... Yeah, as you say, it is what it is. Torquay, I think Torquay have got the quality. I was saying to um, our colleague up in Halifax, Torquay have earned their place at the top of the table for the first third of the season. They were absolutely unstoppable. Yeah. That run that they've been on from October through to um, through to Christmas, uh, they absolutely deserve to be top of the table. Yeah, they, um, they, they, they do. Just a question of getting back to that kind of rhythm of win-win that they had going so well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree. Uh, you know, it's going to take it's going to take a very, very, very good team to overtake us. Yeah, it is indeed. And uh, well, it, there's a lot of football still to come, isn't there? And it I, appears that there is going to be a lot of football still to come, isn't there? Yeah, it sounds, like, it sounds like it. Sounds like it. It sounds like what's going to happen uh, come the end of the month uh, when all this is supposed to be decided. Um, all the votes are probably in already and, and probably have been counted up and no one's talking about it because uh, legally they needed 28 days, I think, to give everyone a chance to vote. Um, it looks like what will happen is uh, the Premier Division of the National League will continue till the end of the season, uh, while the North and South Divisions uh, are cancelled, suspended, I don't know, but one or the other. Um so that, that looks like what, what will happen. The caveat, um, and I, um, having just thought about this without actually done research beforehand, so, so there might be an answer to this question out there, and I don't know. Um, Dover have turned around and said they're not playing anymore. Now, Dover are bottom of our table, um, and they furloughed their players and staff. Uh, the chairman has taken a, a major stance and said, that's it, we're finished. If they get chucked out of the league because of that, do their results get expunged? And therefore, we have beaten them this season. Sutton haven't played them. That's interesting, isn't it? So I'll leave that with you. Yeah, because I was was going to say Dover have kind of taken a, a... A solo decision, haven't they? Yeah. That they can't. They can't sustain this. They can't carry on, and they're not playing. But so it, that worries me slightly that the, the the national league could could end up expunging their their results, which means that we would lose three points, uh, and Sutton, uh, who haven't played them either time yet, would uh, be uh, be quite happy with that uh, a no loss whatsoever. Absolutely. But as I said. I, I, I quickly looked at that situation last week online. 
didn't follow it up before this podcast, so something might have been said about that. I don't know, but we'll see. We will. Just, just, just to just to pull that dark cloud into focus there. <laughs> so, in the absence of any actual football to talk about this week, because we didn't have the Woking game, I think that probably brings us towards the end of the podcast. The um, there's a long list of ex goals who've been in amongst the goals this week. Let's just run through a couple of them. Uh, Reese Murphy and Ruben Reed both scored for Yeovil. Luke Young, on his hundredth appearance for Wrexham, scored a penalty in a two-nil win over Woking. Good, good. Say Jamie Ward scored. Josh Reese scored in the same game. Bailey Cargill two for Forest Green uh, in a four-three win over Oldham. Anthony O'Connor and John Marquis, as ever. Ashley Barnes for Burnley. Jamie Reed scored again for Mansfield last night. Scored three in five games, I think now. He's doing well. Alex Davy, who was with us for a little while, has joined Akranis in Iceland. His career has taken him across to the USA for quite a while. Uh, and now he's playing in the Icelandic Premier League. Mm. I bet that's parky up there this time of year. Yeah, yeah. It's not the kind of place you'd want to... When it's, I mean, I bet it's dark as well, isn't it? Cause don't, they, don't they have a, a long, dark nights? They do, they do indeed, and he'll be playing on um, on 3Gs. But what an adventure he's been on in his football career. He's played football in some pretty exotic places. But the one I wanted to finish with on the ex-goals was the uh, the player who's probably had the most eventful week of everybody. Uh, that's Ryan Bowman. Oh, of course, ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was a crazy game at Newport the other night. Ryan Bowman, man, he, he scored and got himself red-carded for um, a perceived elbow. I'm not sure. I, I did see it on the um, on the playback, but you were completely the wrong angle on the playback, so I can't really uh, tell if he did or not. As you, as you know, I do the um, the Exeter paper as well, um, put it together, and uh, or sport, I should say, not all of it. Um, they haven't got us doing everything yet, just, just, just more than we used to. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I hope the bosses aren't listening. Uh, <laughs> The, there's no, there's no, there's no problem with that. Is it? They're not listening. There's no danger of that. Actually. I'm just going to say there's no danger of that at all. Um, uh, obviously, uh, I, I, I put um, Stuart James's report into the paper. Uh, it was, it was an interesting one. Uh, they, they, they had a uh, Alex Hartridge sent off early on in the game, eighth minute, I think. Then Bowman yeah. scored in the twentieth minute or something, and then he was sent off literally just before half time for an elbow. Um, so they were. It was. It was one one. Uh, sorry, one nil at half time. But Matt Taylor basically told them in the changing room that they were to defend for their lives for the entire second half because they were down to nine men, and they played a, a, a five three formation, and uh, and they lasted until eighty eight minutes when um, when Newport managed to score a goal, um, and it was one all in the end. Um, Matt Taylor said he was the proudest he'd ever been of the team. Um, very, that's a very... remarkable point to bring home, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a point one, isn't it? Even though it must be, it must have been really disappointing to lose that that goal in the 88th minute. If they managed to, to, to hold on to that, uh, all three points, that would have been incredible. Um, J- Jake Taylor does a column. The captain, Jake Taylor, does a column um, for for the Express and Echo, which I sub, and uh, he. Um, he came off with about 10 minutes to go, I think. And he, he said that he, he didn't realise... When, when he was on the pitch, he hadn't... You just doing the job. It was only when he came off the pitch and watched the last 10 minutes that he realised how remarkable a job they were doing. Yeah, they did. the keeper made a couple of absolutely fantastic saves. From what Talk, talking of I, Icelanders. Yeah. 
absolutely brilliant. But um, of course, Ryan Bowman will be missing for three games, and it was mm. straight red, wasn't it? Mm. I think so. Um, they'll have to do with it. We're going to get awful stick on this podcast for talking about Exeter for so long, by the way, and in such glowing terms. But fair play. They went and got a point up against the odds and uh, Ryan Bowman is having a very good season. For yeah, them. yeah. I liked Ryan Bowman when he was a talkie. Um, yeah. And, he's, uh, and he, he's got his critics uh, amongst the Exeter fans as well, but but I think he does a good job there. And Matt Taylor is a big fan. And you're probably, he not, sco- probably not a big fan. It. Sorry, he's probably not a big fan at the moment, but he has been. He scores in bursts, doesn't he? He gets twos and threes and then he goes quiet for a few weeks and then he'll come back with another two and another three and, and he's, uh, he kind of scores in fits and starts, Ryan Bowman. Yeah. yeah good play. Good but time. he does a lot more than just score goals and I think that's that's why he's key to City's promotion push. Yeah. They, they, you know, they, they, they've got themselves back in there. They're seventh, I think. Uh, um, I mean, obviously, we want them to stay down because we want to play them next season. We do. Very different player, but he, he gives them the kind of thing that Danny Wright gives us, doesn't he? He gives the goals, but also the movement and uh, and bringing other people into the game. Yeah, I will say also that the, the connections keep coming because um, his replacement, while he's out suspended, could be Matt, uh, could be Alex Fisher, um, who is obviously ah, still, well. at, still at Exeter. And their leading goal scorer this season... Um, uh, I've forgotten his name, Matt, 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 someone. Oh, for goodness sake, it's just popped out of my head. Anyway, um, he's from, from Newton Abbott. Well, there you go. There you go. Low steeped in, um, in locality. I'm Googling you live. Hang on a second. I, I can't let that go. I'm just going to Google live. Why can't I remember his name? <laughs> do, do, do. This- Matt J. Matt J. Matt Of course it is. Matt J. There we go. Thank you very much for listening. This has been the Yellow Army podcast, delivered as ever at, uh, at a distance, over a screen, over a video conference, which is why we occasionally talk over one another and why I can't hear sometimes when you're talking and you can't hear why I'm talking. People just have to put up with us until such time as we can get back together and podcast properly. People have been putting up with us for long for a long time, uh, Guy. They're not going to worry have. about that now. They have. It'll be nice to come and sit in your garden um, and, um, and podcast two metres apart in the open area. Yeah, that hopefully that won't be too far away. I mean, it is one, that, that's almost one of the first steps, isn't it? Um, people are allowed to socialise out, outdoors in small groups. So, uh, of course, this time won't be quite as nice because when we when, when we moved to my garden to do the podcast last year, um, it was a bit warmer. Although, I, although it's been lovely this morning. Yeah, it would. Thanks for joining us. Um, we'll see you sat in front of TVs for the Halifax game yep. on Saturday. And in the meantime, as ever, come, come on, on you yellows. You yellows. <laughs>